Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I'm your host, Barbara Barnett, Executive Editor and TV and Film Editor of Blog Critics Magazine, uh, which is published by Technorati Media. And I am joined by the usual gang. <laughs> Hello, Jimmy. Hey. Hi. Hi, Jimmy. Happy New <laughs> Year. Happy New Year. And Happy by New Year. Chrissy. Hi. Happy, How's it Happy going? New Year, Chrissy. Thank you. We actually got to spend a little bit of New Year's together, huh, Barbara? That was interesting. I know. I saw you just on um, <laughs> New Year's Eve-ish, like for breakfast, yes. um, right. at this great place called the Athenian yes. in, um, in in Seattle, in Pike's Market. Yeah. And exactly. you know what? It's funny. I, what movie was I watching the other day? Um, where there it was. There was the Athenian right in the movie. Sleepless in Seattle. In Seattle, it was, and I was watching Sleepless <laughs> in Seattle. So, yes, it was great to get together for breakfast, and we had a really yeah. pretty view of the of the very foggy Puget Sound. Yeah, um, I couldn't believe it was so foggy that day. It was crazy. <laughs> I know. And so, and I came back the next day um, to Chicago, only to be met by a blizzard where we had about, Oh 15 God. inches of snow. Oh my gosh! From one extreme to the other. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so we got so we got home. So that was New Year's Day, and that was Wednesday, I think. That was Wednesday. Um. So then on Saturday, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, we had another snowstorm, and we oh got another 12 inches of snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then last night, the temperature dropped to 19 below zero with oh a wind God. chill of minus 40-something. Oh, my So God. I'm like, oh, my God. It is so freaking cold. The entire Chicago area is basically shut down. Oh, um, my God. So what I did, to, my husband, my poor husband, left for work at 620. Um, his train was like an hour late because two trains in front of him Hit a semi truck. Oh my god! And that is and also scary. there were switching issues. It took him three hours to get to work. It was what a mess. So I got out. I had to start my car, of course. So I went out, got a Starbucks, stopped <laughs> at Jiffy Lube, got got my <laughs> Jiffy Lube, got my got my car oil changed and the tires and all that. And then I went shopping because then I found out my husband was being released from work at 2 o'clock because they ah. didn't want everyone to be coming home at, at night in the dark. Right. So, because um, who knows? So, um, anyway, um, so I had to make dinner, so I bought lemon sole, and I made lemon sole piccata, so that was lovely. And uh, so it's, I'm just trying to stay warm. I have these arm warmers that are really nice and cozy, and I have a afghan over my shoulders. And my uh, fancy little heater going, and um, it's it's crazy. Yeah, um, it's so cold, and I'm going back to Seattle in a couple of days. Yeah, so <laughs> uh-huh. that's gonna be interesting. It's like you might as well have just like stayed in the 
what the connecting flight no <laughs> stay in the connecting flight city and then you just get back on and come yeah back. yeah my kid well I, we ended up flying back um uh uh nonstop New Year's Day, right and you got New nonstop Day. yeah yeah that makes a nonstop. huge difference thank you I, I, I won't go back uh-huh. east without nonstop so yeah well, we made the flight reservation sort of at the eleventh hour um so you right. can't be too choosy. Right. But, uh, US Air, when they realized we were not going to make our connecting flight, uh, booked us on a nonstop, which was quite nice. Thank you very much. Yeah. So anyway, totally. so I am like really excited about talking about this. Um, you know, now it's the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. I know I didn't say Happy New Year to everybody. I said Happy New Year to Jimmy <laughs> and to Chrissy, but not to everyone else. And so I wish you all a Happy New Year. And the new year means that our old favorite shows are coming back from winter hiatus and a bunch of new shows are starting up, Um, whether it's a new season or brand new series. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, So I want to talk about a few things. Um, First of all, I just um, I just watched uh, Almost Human. And did you see any of it, Jimmy, at all? No, I didn't watch it tonight yet. Okay. I I, yeah. just, I got a little bit just from just from, just from Barbara just from our conversation. Um, yeah. So it's a really I'm not going to spoil it for people because they may not have seen it yet. So it's really hard to just watch it and then not talk extensively about it. It was I think one of the stronger episodes of the season. I really liked it. It was still procedural. However, um, it is very you know the the um, um, Wyman made a comment that the first six episodes, which had already aired, it doesn't really matter what order you see them in, but starting with episode seven, it does make a difference. And I know why now. <laughs> so um, so in this funny. episode, it's a really, um, one of the problems is Dorian, the, the DRN model androids are not charged with the same priority as the MXs are. So he doesn't have, and there's a big power issue. There's like um, solar flares. And so the power is down and the MXs are getting priority. And poor Dorian is um, not charged um, the way the others are. And that actually factors into the story. But he's still on his thing about wanting to have a place of his own. Because when he's charged with the MXs, when he's living with the MXs, which is really terrible for him because they're just a bunch of robots to him, <laughs> even though he's a robot. Um, he doesn't get charged. So Rudy gave him a charge, but in the end, it was, I'm going to spoil this because it's not a plot spoiler. Um, in the end, um, they actually get, and, and Dorian doesn't actually know this until it's already done, but um, he's going to be hanging out at, uh, at, uh, Rudy's man cave in his lab, and that's where Dorian's going to be living. And, of course, Rudy, I think, lives in his lab. I I get the strong impression. He lives in his rather gothic-looking lab. And um, (laughs) there she thinks, oh, yeah. I think it's apropos. I think it's apropos to a certain extent, don't you? uh, You know what? (laughs) I think, yeah, and I think it's lovely because Rudy, I mean, you get, even though he's not, he was in more scenes tonight than he's been in. But you kind of get the impression yeah. that he's kind of a lonely soul. Mm-hmm. And um, I really, 
I really like the idea of he and Dorian sort of hanging out together. And I think they could do each other some real good. And I just, I think it's great. So that's a yeah. spoiler for Almost Human, but not any, I'm not going to tell you anything about the plot, except that it is the villain in tonight's plot is one of the creepier um, villains I have seen. You could call him um, a creepy nerd. Oh, by the way, oh, I saw Those are George, always scary. <laughs> George Takai, Takai, George Takai, Takai, I can't pronounce it. Takai, I think it is. Takai, um, put up a, a, a great T-shirt that he found. And I've decided to adopt this as my meme for the year and maybe my signature for the year. It's nerd, question mark. No, I'm a badass intellectual. I love it. <laughs> I think really Jimmy needs like one it. for sure, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I will embrace the term nerd. I will take nerd anytime. Nerd is, nerds of the world unite. So anyway, so yeah. I was really pumped about Almost Human, and I thought it was really good. And um, And then last night was the premiere of Downton Abbey. So... When I came back from Seattle, I was wondering if PBS had uh, uploaded the premiere into the press room. And wow. lo and behold, it made it like the whole season. <laughs> it's the whole season. It's right there. I know. I <laughs> Did you know. see it? Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you seen the entire season? No, I, I did watch the first two hours on New Year's Day, and I haven't watched it anymore, but I saw the whole season was there, and I was like, wow, that's I a lot. I was like, oh, my God. So this is a great season. I love Downton. The, the, two hour se- the, the season premiere is two hours long. Most of the rest of the episodes are 48-ish minutes. Um, the season finale is just a shade over an hour and a half. It's like... Uh, an hour and 35. It's like an hour and 35 minutes. It's weird. Like one of the episodes is an hour and five minutes. It's like really weird time. Um, there are eight episodes all together. Um, and it's a really great plot. And um, it takes place in the 1920s with all of the things that that carried with it, both in Europe and America. And excitingly, um, Paul Giamatti, is in the season finale. So that's a little oh, bit of a spoiler, him. although it's been all over he's the place. He's good. He's it's good no matter it. what he's in. He's good no yes. matter what he's in, though, you know, but... Yes. yes. Wow. And he, he is a bit... I gotta cor- start watching it. And it's great, and Shirley MacLaine is in the season finale, so those are things to look for. Um, I really love the... What I really think about this season is that all of the characters have been given really nice story arcs all of the main characters. So you have Mary and her really kind of, um, I know if you've seen the season premiere, Jimmy, you know that, you know, when we meet her, when we meet the family, Matthew has been gone for six months. Mm -hmm. And both she and Isabel, who's Matthew's mother, of course, and Mary is his widow, um, are deep in a funk. They are still so grief-stricken. Um, and kind of in different ways, though. Like, yeah. there are major similarities between the two, but there's also major differences in how they deal with their feelings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, because there are different things that spark them. Um, but sure. interestingly enough, it's the work 
it's the ability to be meaning to have meaningful work um, or meaningful presence that ultimately energizes them both. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, I don't want to to spill too much beyond the the premiere, but I love Mary's sort of slow coming out of it. And I love the fact, and this is, I believe it was in the premiere, um, the role that Tom plays in helping her, both directly and indirectly. Um, and I, I really, really enjoyed seeing them form an alliance. So, um, so, so Mary's, you know, Mary's going to be courted. She's finally going to come out of her thing, you know, kind of her, her grief a little bit. Um, and that's really lovely, and and it's really kind of nice to see her being courted by these three guys. And I'm already, but I know who I want her to finally get together with, to be honest. Um, and uh, maybe next week I'll say who, um, once we see who the three suitors are. I think it's by next week we'll find out or get a good idea who they are. Um, and so I like her storyline. Isabel is... Um, and I love the fact with Isabel that it is the Dowager Countess that really um, becomes her ally in sort of a, her own sort of Maggie Smith way, you know, and, and getting her uh, off her butt. And I also love the um, the relationship between um, uh, the Dowager Countess, Maggie Smith's character. And Isabel as it progresses during the season, and I don't want to give anything away, but um, the relationship between them is always prickly, but it's also lovely. And a lot of this season, I think, is about finding where you fit in, in the family, in society, in this changing world, and really finding where you fit in. Where is home? And I think that is really, really brought home, so to speak, with Tom Branson's story, um, which starts out very, you know, like, you know, he's Tom and he's the estate agent or the, you know, the guy who runs the, you know, runs the estate. But his character has a real um, crisis, a couple of them, and I won't explain further because I want it to be a surprise. Um, but he has a couple of things that happen, and he really is very much trying to find where, you know, how does he fit into this family, if he does at all? You know, does he belong there? Does he, is he one of the family? Is he just an add-on? Is he just being tolerated? And I think Isabel um, becomes his ally in that and helps him a great deal. And I would not be surprised to see Tom... Uh, eventually in season five running for public office. That's my prediction for season five, um, is that he's going to stand for parliament. And that's best prediction. Um, so that's like, okay, so what, what else? Oh, Edith. Oh, my goodness. Edith. Where do you think Edith is going, Jimmy? Um, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I feel like the relationship she's in now might actually be the one that sticks. Uh, yeah. Even though obviously she's had terrible luck with men. But she's also at a point where she's not going to be defined by a relationship. Like a lot of women of the era were. I feel like she's 
really somebody that has a strong personality and wants to establish mm. themselves as an individual as well. Well, I think you might be but wrong. But I could be wrong. I, I, I think I'm you're wrong. Of you are wrong. You know, like what I've seen in the last season or two. I, I, I yeah, really the I, this year. I, I agree with you that Michael Gregson is definitely her guy, and it's lovely. Mm-hmm. And the lengths that he will go to to be able to be free, um, I think, yeah. are getting at him into really serious trouble and drive uh, her story um, for the entire of season four. And um, there's a real interesting twist that happens mid-season that um, is uh, is going to happen, and I can't talk about it. <sighs> Sorry, guys. But there's a real twist that happens with Edith's, uh, Edith's um, storyline that will lead her to an incredibly difficult decision. That's all I will say about that. Um, and let's see, Lord Grantham. I'm not. It's not a big spoiler, but Lord Grantham is going to go off to America, and he disappears mm. for an episode or two. Interestingly mm. enough, and he takes with him. Uh, he takes with him Barrow Thomas Barrow, and um, so. It's very interesting, but we don't see them for a couple of episodes. Um, Downstairs or below stairs, um, Anna, there's a storyline with Anna that is absolutely beyond heartbreaking. Totally beyond heartbreaking. And um, you will know when you see it. It is, um, it's just, Terrific and um, and just really compelling. Who have I missed, folks? There's so many characters. I mean, I know. I'm trying I, to get the main. Yeah. Um, the I main thought that Brian was going to do one more. I thought I had heard that, and then she just disappears in the opening moments. That was kind oh, of oh yes. Yeah, I mean, not that I really liked her, Brian, but yeah, she vanishes and she's been replaced. Um, right. Right? Is she replaced in the mm-hmm. premiere? Do we know? She was, but it's not the person that's going to be her replacement for the rest of the season. No, no, no. But Edna, from last season. Right, Edna, who was in the finale last year, um, who, mm-hmm. as we know, has designs on Tom, um, mm-hmm. is hired without Mrs. Hughes' um, knowledge. And that gets that causes all kinds of problems. For mm-hmm. um, for the family, um, and what else? Oh my gosh, um, I love Mrs. Hughes. I, the finale is great. I for Mrs. Hughes. I'm not gonna say anything else. Mrs. Hughes is oh, always really? great. I love her. Somebody Facebooked me before and said, "Wouldn't it be great to have her run your kitchen or run your house?" And I was <laughs> like, "Oh yes, I'd love it. Thank you very much." And oh, and Alfred has a lovely storyline as well. I, uh, I, it was minor; it's not major, but I really liked the stuff between Mrs. Padmore and Daisy in the premiere. Um, I the do. Secret admirer card and stuff that was so. Um, cool. I think, and that continues. Their relationship continues and develops and reaches what I think it was the most 
beautiful moment by the end of the season. Good. I mean, it's been a slow growth for them, but yeah, you know, you know I like this is had more a lot. So this is what I was saying: is that every character, every main character in the show, has a story mm-hmm. arc. I mm-hmm. still could do without Barrow. I really don't like Thomas. I could really <laughs> do without him. I see no purpose to him yeah. at all in the show. I can't stand him. He is. You know, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit in the last season, and then this season premiered, and he was right back to his old tricks. Oh, and he just keeps going down that path. He really keeps going down that path, and it gets worse. Um, he tries. But, he tries know. to sabotage a, a main character really badly, and uh, uh, we never so find out if he's how's that different from any other <laughs> What? So how's that different from any other season? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, who else? Who am I missing? Um, Carson? I'm trying to think. Carson. Carson is Carson. Carson is having a really, really hard time dealing with uh, t- the 1920s. <laughs> He's really having a hard time dealing with the 20s. Um, And Rose, of course, there's Rose. Um, And we do meet the Prince of Wales during this season. I will say no more about that because I won't say the context. Anyway, so Downton is great. I'm going to keep watching on um, Sunday nights when I can because um, it's, um, it's it's okay to watch. I have Apple TV, and, which I guess is like Chromecast, and so I can beam the my my laptop to my TV. But depending on the connection, mm-hmm. either be a great HD picture or not. So um, yeah, I find a lot of screeners don't have strong don't really have HD. They don't have HD at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so another show. Speaking of screeners, um, did have you seen Rake yet? Rake is premiering January 23rd on Fox. No, but I'm dying to see that because I love Greg Kinnear yeah, anyway. Too far so that's too far out. I watched all of this week's premieres already, but I haven't okay. gotten next week yet. So I watched Rake because I'm a huge fan of Greg Kinnear. I love He's Greg adorable. Kinnear. He's adorable. So what's the verdict? He I looks mean, really like, funny. And he's not done network TV before. Right. Um, okay, so here's the thing. It's being totally promoted as if House was a lawyer. And if House was a lawyer, okay. Yeah, and it's really not. It's really not. <laughs> so House they just vote lot, on that, huh? <laughs> House was a lot more likable, um, had some redeeming qualities. The only thing that, um, that uh, Key, his name is Keegan, he has for him is his charm. That's it. He doesn't, and he's he's a good lawyer, but he's got this kind of charm. But he's also got a gambling addiction, and he's in trouble with these with these kind of loan shark guys. And he's he's not. There's nothing that's really likable about him. And I'm and I really I'm going to give it another go. Um, cause I really do like Greg Kinnear a lot, but to yeah. say that it's house as a lawyer is kind of missing the point about house. Uh. Um, and it's funny because listening to the, you know, reading some of the interviews that the, that the team have done about the show, it's like, well, it's not really about house because this is much more of a character study. 
And I was like, dude, House was a character study. It was a really, it was a character study of an incredibly layered and nuanced character. And all the characters were around him were not so nuanced. But House was really nuanced character. So I, I, I hope it gets better. I, I didn't mind the premiere. I thought it was okay. Um, yes, Katie says that was that's what made it great. What made House great was the fact that it was a, a beautifully done um, character study. So you know they um, might get better. Sometimes, like sometimes, it takes a few episodes for them to get in the up. groove of the it character. Does. And I think so I was maybe spoiled. it'll get better. Yeah, I think I was spoiled by House because the pilot. Yeah. It just completely nailed it. Uh, so I'm I'm willing to give it a try. So let's kind of go through. Um, so what what have you watched this week that's premiering this week, Jimmy? Um, well, so we already had the premiere of the assets. That was terrible. The what? I, it was awful. The Which assets. One was it? The assets on ABC. Oh, the new, oh okay. Oh, part okay. miniseries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cold War with spies. It was, it was awful. Oh, Just watch two on FX. We didn't need anything else. Um, and then uh, let's see, Killer Lemons tonight. It's just a stupid crime procedural. It's not worth it. Uh, okay. I'm against crime procedurals overall. Usually, uh, Chicago PD was pretty good though, but that's because it's kind of like Chicago Fire, which is more Grey's Anatomy than case of the week yeah. thing. You know, it's more right. about the characters. So I kind of liked Chicago PD for that reason. Um, Helix was a really yeah, interesting story. Oh, yeah. What do you think of hmm? Helix? I'm anxious to see that because that sounds really I, I watched the first two hours, and I feel like it's a really interesting story. I'm not sure there's any characters that grip me, which I think could hurt it in the long run. So not oh, okay. I think it, it, it's a departure for sci-fi, and I think it's you know better story structure and writing than any other show on sci-fi network right now. Okay. Yeah. Because I would debate you on Stargate Universe <laughs> or Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I say right now. No, 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 no. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica for sure is better. Um, I, I didn't see Stargate Universe, but as the currently running sci-fi series, okay. either tend to be Case of the Week or Campy, and this is neither. Okay. 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 Um, okay. I'm, I'm really excited about Heat. It's one of the shows that I've been really, 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 really excited about because um, I actually have a novel, not the novel that's being shot right now, but another novel called The Lake Effect that is about a bioweapon that mm-hmm. a, uh, a pathologist finds in the bloodstream of a 10-year-old girl who died on the table and how oh. did it get there. So right. I really, I love that I'm a bio, I'm a, I'm my train, my undergraduate training was in microbiology, so uh-huh. um, and genetics, and so that to me, this is like right up my alley. So I'm really, really excited about it, and hopefully, well, I like that it's a, I like that it's supposed to be a thriller, and yeah, you know, and, and about the you know team of scientists that's gonna you know try and figure out what's going on, and I don't know, I like that whole aspect of it. It's like labby almost. It's labby, but it's also you know, kind of action-filled. That's how, yeah. at least that's what I was thinking it was going to be. So. Yeah, it's definitely a thriller, and there's definitely, like, a horror element as well. Oh, cool. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I really like that it's like this isolated base in the Arctic with, you know, a little yeah. bit over 100 people. There, and that's but, interesting you know, to me because yeah, I don't it is. And if you saw that, did you get the press kit at all for this? No, I cannot. Oh, it's pretty sweet. It's it's a pretty mm-hmm. sweet press kit. It looks no. really really cool. So I was excited to pop I it in. I think it's because I don't write all the time. I don't really write about sci-fi shows, so I haven't really pursued that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. it's like you know, I only recently got on their list, but yeah, they they do a pretty good job. Well, have you guys done Intelligence? Have you, either of you seen that yet? That's coming out. Wait. I it was not wait. released on the CBS press site. They are overnighting me a copy. I should have it tomorrow. Oh, oh my God. Before well, it, it, is. it premieres tomorrow, and I'm anxious to see I it. Know. Like, somebody gets kidnapped from Big Cybercom, and there's, like, chips implanted in the guy's brain and I mean it's the top secret information might fall into to the wrong hands. I mean it sounds like totally up my alley so I'm very anxious to see that one. Oh, That's excellent. on tomorrow night. Yeah. I know. Really yeah apparently CBS is in the midst of redoing their site so they don't have like any screeners up right now unfortunately. Yeah. Oh They're okay. And stingy so. Um, what do you guys think? Did you guys see the following the recap that they did of season one last uh-huh. night? No. Wasn't yeah. that good? Was great because I was just like, okay, good, because, I mean, you know, it it hasn't been on for so long, and I actually did watch the mm-hmm. last episode, that the the last one, uh, the finale, but it was nice to see it all just laid out in front of me <laughs> again. It and, was. And it, I was guess, a, it was a well-done yeah. recap. Well, um, yeah, Fox, Fox has the screener. Fox has the screener on its press site. So maybe I'll take a okay. look. And it premieres yeah. the 19th. It premieres. Actually, mm-hmm. what they're doing is there's a there's a story to that. Originally, it's going to be it's typically it's on Monday nights at nine o'clock, but that's because mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow. So they're going to do a preview night, which is the 19th, but it's going to actually return the actual you know new season begins technically like officially begins January 27th. So because January 20th, it was supposed to start January 20th, I think was the original deal, but then now Sleepy Hollow is running their last two episodes of the year back right. to back on the 20th. So that's why it kind of got a little screwed up. But that's okay. okay. You can watch it on the 19th and then watch it again if you want. To I, I am looking forward to Black Sails, mm-hmm. which premieres on Stars on the 25th. It looks pretty interesting. I'm a sucker for um, Pirates. And I was not crazy about Pirates of the Caribbean. I like real pirate movies. Oh, really? See, I like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I love the first one. Well, the first one was hysterical. The I third one, not it. so much. It's funny. Well, I, mean, I love funny. Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, I like I Johnny like Depp. Johnny Depp and, with and his I, accent. And, <laughs> and it's, in, yes, right. And it's funny because, like, I think there are only two American actors in the third one. Um, that was him and Lee Ehrenberg, who, of course, plays Grumpy on uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh, on Once Upon a Time, yeah. So, but, you know, and, and I decided to watch it because I've got, I'm really enjoying Mackenzie Crook on um, Almost Human. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I'm going to check out some of this other stuff. And unfortunately, he is he was on the British office. I mean, he starred in the British office. Um, but mm-hmm. every role, almost every role that he's played on film has been kind of these goofy, silly, 
sidekicky kind of characters. On stage, he's played some pretty hefty roles, but not uh, not on, on film. So um, I was kind of like, he plays Rigetti in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Did you know that, Chrissy? Uh-uh, I didn't know that. He and the Ehrenberg. Yeah, the two of them. The eye falls out. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's interesting. He's also on Game of Thrones. Well, he was wonderful in Game. Okay, so that was in a goofy sidekicky role. That was a really good role, and he was really scary. Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. liked him playing Mm -hmm. Orel in uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, he was excellent in that. And he was in Merlin. I didn't realize that, though. Boy, I gotta he watch Closer, man. He was, he was <laughs> also in an episode of Merlin. I mean, he's done stuff, um, but uh, not a lot of, you know, sort of lead stuff, which is which is good. I'm really liking him in Almost Human, though. I think that's really, he's really quite good in it. Um, anyway, so Black Sails, back to Black Sails. I like pirate stuff. But I like more serious pirate stuff. And this looks pretty serious. This is a prequel to uh, Treasure Island. Robert Louis Stevenson. Oh, okay. Treasure Island takes place in 1715 with Toby Stevens, which um, he is a fabulous British actor. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him in that. So that looks really good. Um, What else? In January. uh, In Lifted premieres on Friday. What does? Enlisted premieres on Friday. It's a Fox yeah. sitcom that was supposed to premiere in November and got bumped back a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, I'm not overly excited it's about funny. that one. Is it funny? Yeah. I'm not I watched a big, the premiere you know. and it's funny. It's a little shallow. It uh, doesn't have a, as much depth as I hope it gets, but it's funny. It's very funny. It's by one of the I, co-creators you know, of Cougar Town. I'm a child of 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm situation comedy and it's like to me nothing can beat that stuff i mean especially the 70s you've got mass for me after friends left it left the air i mean i was pretty much that's it for me i mean i was like friends seinfeld you know that whole realm and like once they left i mean i there's really not been another like comedy. I will say there is okay. a comedy on FX that is amazing called Legit that's actually starting, I think it's actually this Wednesday or and, and I am Which going is- to recommend, okay, are you ready, guys? Because I never, ever recommend comedies, ever, right? You know that, okay. that I'm like totally yeah. not in comedies. So Amazon has a great comedy, and it's called Alpha House. And Alpha it House, is yeah. Alpha House. Alpha House. It okay. is hysterical. It is really? really good. It is. I love it. And it has some unexpected twists and turns. So um oh. stars John Goodman. Oh, I love John Goodman. Anything and they got Bill Murray to appear in the pilot, which right there should tell you the quality. It's by the Oh yeah. Story. And totally. and it's written it is written by Gary Trudeau. Doonesbury. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Doonesbury. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh, so is my favorite comic. I read it every day. Have you seen Alpha wow. House? I've seen the first episode. I keep meaning to watch more, and I haven't got around to it yet. Oh, it is I so... I think the finale is this, this Friday, though, so I need to Is it this Friday here. or next Friday? It's one or the other, but I've been, like, waiting for Fridays for the new episodes come on. 
But I, I love it. It's really good. And you know what's really interesting about it especially is I have found that as, you know, it's like, okay, these are kind of cookie-cutter Republican Tea Party guys who share a house on C Street, sort of like, you know, um, in in that row. And, and uh, you know, they're all kind of cookie-cutter. Who can be more anti-Obama than the next? But there's a really cool turn that starts to happen toward the end of the season, and it hasn't ended yet, but like in the like two or three episodes ago where they all kind of get, and some of them are being challenged in primaries. They're senators. They're all senators. So not all of them Mm -hmm. are being challenged in primaries, but some of them are. And they really begin to wonder where their place is. And I really, um, I love it. Chris Matthews was on it. It's hysterical. And Howard Feynman made a guest appearance last episode. (laughs) It's wow, really, interesting. Yeah, and they really jived Chris Matthews, who's always talking about his buck. So they really gave him a bit of stick on it, and uh, so that was kind of fun. So I really recommend that. It's not in on any of the networks, but it's on Amazon, and I think the first three episodes are free for everybody, and if you have an mm-hmm. Amazon Prime account, all the episodes it's are free. It's free, yeah. Oh, I Which love that I, Prime. Yeah, I, I was looking, and it doesn't look like you could even get the other episodes without an Amazon Prime account. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's $30 Yeah, you can buy them. But, I mean, Amazon Prime is just so worth it to me. It is so oh, yeah, worth I'm, it. I'm a member, absolutely. Yeah, I've more than totally. made up the annual fee for it just in having free two-day delivery. And this is not meant as a commercial for Amazon.com. <laughs> Speaking of Amazon, I would do a commercial for them. I love Amazon. I do totally. too. I totally love Amazon. I wanted to order <laughs> some jeans to bring up to some corduroy jeans to bring up to Seattle, and uh-huh. I went on Amazon and I ordered them, and they were there like within twelve hours. It was like so oh nice. my god! It's like woohoo! I don't have to worry about that. Um, you know, great. Amazon, awesome. no tax. Um, so yeah. you know how how bad can that be? But um, exactly. I don't mean to, to make it, but, but I, I have to put in a plug. So this book called Spiritual Pregnancy um, by Shant uh, Tassoni and Catherine Lander has just come out in paper, trade paper and on Kindle. And I have three chapters in the book or two chapters in the book. And I am a substantial contributor to a, another chapter and all of it's acknowledged and my name is in there. And it's kind of cool to, to see all that. And um yeah, so if you are pregnant cool. or thinking about preg- being pregnant or wanting to get be pregnant, get the book. It's a really cool book, and look for me in it. So um, that awesome. just came out January 1st. Um, it was born. So, so, right, okay. so I have to go in like five minutes because okay. I'm very so, – I'm so excited. Anyway. I know you have to uh, – you are plug, – plug your show. Um, all right, Chrissy all right. Is, is Miss Sleepy Hollow Addict. Yes, this is true. (laughs) And her show is on. What time is your show on tonight? Well, it's on in 20 minutes, 10 p.m. Eastern time. time. Don't leave this show yet. (laughs) Don't leave, don't leave. Um, And uh, I'm so excited because I got, um, um, oh, God, what's his name? Danny Raleigh, and he played Jeremy Crane, the one that was buried in the coffin in Golem the last episode. And so Mm -hmm. he's going to call in, and we're going to talk, and... 
and uh, it's going to be interesting to find out like how he ended up with the role and like, yeah, what yeah, he yeah. thinks about it. So I'm really it's excited. Really, it's really, as you probably remember when I had Dylan Schmidt on the show, it's sometimes yeah. a little difficult, and, and it was easier to, to interview Dylan this time because he, he and I know each other now, and we, I interviewed him before. Yeah. But interviewing a young teenager is definitely... It's going to be uh, challenging. It's a challenge because <laughs> they're not like adults who know the interview game, and you can't really ask them leading questions saying, right. okay, so I can do this, and will you comment? And they can't do that because they don't, you know... They don't, right. their minds don't work quite like that. So, um, you yeah, it'll be an interesting chat, though, I think. I mean, it'll I'm just going to ask him. I'm going to ask him about the special effects, I think, because, you yeah. know, they've got so many, like, crazy special effects and stuff. So, it should be interesting. I'm, like, getting yeah. nervous now, though. Don't be nervous. nervous. Don't be nervous. Right. So, I have one more show I want to mention for January, and yes. that is uh, Sherlock. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's getting really good reviews, and I need to watch it. Everyone Sherlock, is loving that show. Sherlock that wasn't up on the, the PDF 19th. site yet when I looked. Uh, no, I think it is. Maybe. Oh, it wasn't on New Year's Day. I haven't been back to PBS. Oh, since. you know what? I think I saw it yesterday. Um, but I think the premiere is on um, on the pet press site. Cool. So um, it's on the 19th. Maybe I'll take a look at it. Um, I kind of prefer elementary to Sherlock, but I really like what? Martin Freeman. Uh, by the way, okay. by the way, by the way, okay, so I didn't, I haven't been on the air since um, Christmas Eve, I don't think, so we saw The Hobbit, the second Hobbit. Oh, what did you think of The mm-hmm. Hobbit? Wasn't it good? It was so much better than the first one, Yes. so people are saying, well, I haven't seen the first one, I'm like, no, Skip just go to the, the first second one. one. Read the synopsis. <laughs> watch the second one. The first one is it was, almost like irrelevant. The, it yeah. was so good. We saw it in 3D IMAX. Isn't it and great? It was so, amazing so good. I loved it. And you know what? As much as when I uh, left the first one and I went yeah. and I wrote a review that was actually very negative, um, and I was like, oh, I really am not going to see the rest of these. It came out of the second one saying, I can't wait till the next one. Wait, the next one. Well, yeah, it was so funny because when I went, it, it, you know, watching it and the end, the, the, the cliffhanger, and everybody in the audience collectively was like, no. They kind <laughs> of ruined the cliffhanger, though. They, they ruined like, yeah. I mean, I liked the movie a lot, but the fact that they showed him find that black arrow before well, the end that's true. was yeah. uh, such a wasted opportunity. It would have been so much better. They could have left, left that thinking, out. There's no, without yeah. an idea of how they're going to stop the dragon. Just right. Saying. I tell yeah. you, though, it was that so was beautiful. I mean, it was just beautiful to watch. I mean, the way that they, I mean, the dragon scenes were just, I don't oh, yeah, think it how, oh, my God, oh, it, it really was amazing. Is. I was it like, really oh, my is. God. And the dragon was voiced by Sherlock's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Yes, I know. Oh, He's really? Everything. I didn't there know that. No, oh, my God. I, I think there is, there must be multiples of him. Because I swear right. there is no movie that he does not appear in. There is no movie. It's oh just my amazing. God. That's okay. I'm worried about Keeley. I'm really worried about Keeley. I hope he survives. Um, I know. I liked him. He was I do so too. Cute. 
I just like um anyway. Um, so, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go. I don't know. You guys are gonna finish talking, but oh yeah. But if if anyone oh, wants enjoy. to listen to the show after TV Hollow Addicts, I'll be okay. there. I, oh my god, I'm like so show. nervous. All right, I'll probably call you tomorrow, Barbara. <laughs> okay, I'll Tell talk to you tomorrow. Bye, Jimmy. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> See you later. So um, I'm really looking forward to, in February, I'm on February now, uh, The Americans, mm-hmm. which um, did yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, I can't, I've not seen it, so I'm going to have to take a look at it. It's really up my alley. I'm really looking forward to it. And then... In February is the second season of Vikings, which is Michael Hurst, mm-hmm. Michael Hurst of the Tudors thing. Um, this is his show. I interviewed him at Comic-Con um, and also the rest of the cast as well. And um, I'm really looking forward to the second season. Um, it is a yeah, down and dirty. Yeah, great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, really, really well done. Bravo History Channel for doing mm-hmm. a really good job of doing a scripted series. Hey, and I just found out today that WGN America, which is right here in Chicago, is doing its first mm-hmm. scripted series. I heard and that. I got, and I'm not sure if I get WGN or not. I got, um, let's see, I do because I'm in Chicago. But I got oh, yeah. a, um, this looks really, really interesting. And now I'm looking for my, um, my thing from I've just been invited I can't go because I'm going to be in Seattle um, at TCA there's a party and a special panel and stuff like that that I'm not going to be able to go it's in LA um, and I'm going to be in Seattle so I can't oh here it is WGN America presents um, Salem and it's going to be mm-hmm. presented at TCA on the 12th. Um, it's their first scripted series, and it is set in Salem, Massachusetts, during the 17th century, and it is about the witch trials. Um, the show centers on an epic romance wrapped around this explosive revelation, delivers a bold new vision of Salem. Gee, I wonder <laughs> if they got that idea from Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Well, and Lifetime has their own witch show on right now, too. Oh, man. Uh, The witches are quite popular. Witches are popular, yes. So anyway, I'm sorry I can't go to that. You can go to it if you want in my place. Um, Anyway, so there's that. And then um, About a Boy, which is based on Hugh Grant Mm -hmm. um, movie, um, which... Yeah, I never saw that movie. And then, of course, The Walking Dead comes back on the 9th of February. Yes. So I know you're excited about that. I am a huge fan of The Walking Dead. It's one of my favorite shows on television. I know. I know. And I have to get over my thing about zombies. I know. It's crazy. I, wrote I hate zombie. zombies. I, I hate zombies. You and know? I will tell you that it's a great show that you should watch. I watched the first season, and I sort of drifted away from mm-hmm. it. So I'll have to <sighs> go back. Um, mm-hmm. and let's see, Perce- oh, I was really surprised to see Perception coming back in February. Did you know that? No, I mean, I stopped following that show. I didn't watch. Yeah, I'm always hopeful. Two. I'm always really hopeful. 
Um, yeah. Um, I would like to see it get better, but we'll find out. Yeah, I that's what I was thinking during season one, and I kind of gave up. I don't think it's going to. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to do. I really like Eric McCormick. I, I really think he's good, and, and um, it's just, I don't know. I Yeah, we'll see. I'll give it a try on the basis of Eric McCormick. <laughs> And then uh, I mean uh, Eric McCormick's great. I won't argue. And at the and at the end of the season, I'm uh, sorry, at the end of the month, on the 28th of February returns Hannibal. Ah uh, yes. So um, and what it says, oh I know Katie's excited about that. Ha! She says yay. When bodies wash up on a riverbank, Doctor Lecter steps in to cover for Agent Will Graham, who is still in custody for the murder of Abigail. Can Dr. Bloom help Will gain his memories? Ooh. Well, that sounds really good. And then we get... Oh, we only have... Oh, we only go through February. And then in March comes back um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was actually about 70% of the way through reading book five, so I started a rewatch of the show last week, even though I really don't have time. And I've plowed through season one. I'm into season two again. Yeah, I was so good. I rewatched, I, I started to rewatch season three, but I haven't um, completely gotten through it yet. I've just been so busy, so busy just trying mm-hmm. to catch up on just everything. Um, so what, so what, is on your DVR this week, Jimmy? Uh, well, I'm going to marathon Sleepy Hollow because I know the finale of that's coming up. Yep. And then I'm trying to get through the rest of these premieres I haven't seen yet. So anything else that's on my DVR will have to wait until I get through all of that stuff. Ha <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, I write about really specific stuff. I don't write about every TV show, so... Um, I have kind of the luxury. I don't write about every TV show. Well, you write about a lot more TV shows than I do. Um, I only have like 160 season passes. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) See, let's see. My season passes, what are my season passes? Sleepy Hollow, Almost Human, Revolution, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., although I haven't been keeping up with it. Um, I've not. Ooh, the winter, the fall finale was good. I think that's where they're going to start. Like, I know this whole fall run, I'm like, they're biding their time, they're playing the network game, and they're going to get past this case of the week stuff. And I think the, the fall finale is when that starts. I hope so. Um, let's see, Elementary is on my season pass, and I hope that really gets back. Elementary has been better this fall. It, it has. On that show. Been, it's been less procedural and more story. I really like that. Um, I, by the way, I really love Mycroft. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Mycroft stuck around for several episodes and it was really good. And yes. then when they brought back Moriarty, I, I know not everybody's a fan of the, you know, Irene Adler being Moriarty. I think it's really cool. Um, I think it's a and clever, I really liked that episode twist. where they brought her back. Yeah. Clever twist. Um, I love Reese Ifans as uh, as Mycroft. Mm-hmm. He makes a really. Up until then, I was like, hmm. Well, to me, see Mycroft as Stephen Fry. I I've never now, been. Able I had to... a theory. 
I have a theory after watching this most recent episode with Moriarty, um, and I don't know if it's going to come true or not, but do you think Mycroft is the one behind the kidnapping of Moriarty's child? Ooh, it could be. Well, you know, in the in canon, in Holmes' canon, Mycroft is much more than he appears. Um, he's he, a spot. Well, I mean, in the show, they thought he talked about going after Sherlock in a different way. And, I mean, if he knows that Sherlock's vulnerability to Moriarty, that just seemed to make sense to me. Yeah, and Mycroft is, a, is an agent. He's, a, he's an intelligence agent, uh, at least mm-hmm. in canon, right? Um, he works for the government. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a British spy, um, even though he sort of seems sort of, uh, you know, buffoonish at times, especially in the books. Um, but he's not, and he's sort of like a scarlet pimpernel, but not really. He's, um, but he's, so yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, so I'm really excited about that show coming back. I think Thursday that comes back. Um, what else is on my DVR? See, these days it's funny because, you know, things are not necessarily on my DVR as they are, um, in my watch list on Amazon. Um, see, I just... I never have time to get past the DVR. Like, I still haven't watched <laughs> most of Orange is the New Black yet because my DVR is always full. And so, like, finding the time to actually sit down and pop in a DVD or put on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon is quite challenging. See, there are shows that, like, aren't on my DVR, but when I have a chance to watch them, I will. Like, um, Supernatural, I've watched on and off this season. Um, and I, I'm enjoying uh, it. I can't watch on and off. <laughs> Uh, all or nothing. Uh, you know, it depends on the series. Most series I will commit to. I will completely commit to, and those will, those will be my series, and I will watch them every week without fail. But then there are um, other series that, you know, oh, it's pretty interesting, and I'll watch them every once in a while just to kind of keep up and be able to have a decent conversation with someone about them. Um and Supernatural is one of those. I, you know, I know the characters. I know the storylines. You can kind of watch them in any order, sort of, sort of, um, although there is an overarching uh, arc. Both of my children these days are watching Buffy, which I oh, find to be hysterical. Buffy. They are both watching Buffy. Um, it was like listening to them in stereo. Watching season two. Oh, so am I. I'm having a season two marathon while I'm knitting baby clothes. And my son is like, oh, yeah, well, which happened? And it's like they're both watching season two. Well, my son had a marathon, and so he's now on season five, I want to say. So, so he's been having – Well, he, That's one of my favorite with, shows of all time. I think it's a lot of people's favorite shows of all time. Um, he went through a lost – thing where he was like he watched every episode of lost and he facebooked about all of the metaphors and all of the literary references and i was like hey it's pretty impressive <laughs> so i want oh by the way i want to wish a happy birthday to both of my son's dogs anya and dobby happy birthday anya and dobby <laughs> one is one and one is three <laughs> and they are both rescue dogs and hopefully doing well with the very cold Athens, Georgia weather. It is not 65 degrees there today. No. No. 
So let's I saw on the news that Chicago wasn't going to shut down their public schools for this. No, 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 they weren't. just said, hey, come if you. Yeah, Hmm? so yeah, this is what happened. So every other school in Illinois closed for today. Um, mm-hmm. It was all over yesterday. Oh, nothing's uh, nothing's open. And and I teach at an after school uh, uh, program. Um, and even you know that was closed. Everything was closed. And businesses were closed. A lot of things were closed down. And um, finally, the Chicago Public School said, "Okay, fine." Chicago Teachers Union really complained. They said, "Okay, look, we get that these kids need to be cared for." And if you close the school, maybe they won't have a hot breakfast. We're not babysitters. Mm-hmm. So they finally decided not to open the schools today. And, and they're, they're not the only to... school system that gets treated that way. <laughs> and and they're also closed tomorrow, by the way. I mean, it's it's going to be brutal tomorrow, too. Um, I'm I know. I wish my job would close. <laughs> yeah. Well, my husband, he was like, oh, please close, please close. So he got down there, and uh, they sent them home at two o'clock. So um, I don't think that'll happen okay, tomorrow. Hmm? So we're not going to close. My wife works for the Ohio State University, which never closes, it, but they're closed. Yeah, today and tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but oh, I was I, joking with my boss, and my boss said, "Absolutely not. We're not closing." <laughs> well, you know, University so. of Illinois closed today. I mean, it was just—it's just, it's just yep. brutal. All this, we might as well talk about it. The Polar vortex. So I have to say, okay, so this polar vortex. So I was like, where have I heard that before? So, you know, with all the cold and all that, of course, what movie did I watch this afternoon? The Day After Tomorrow. So, (laughs) because people were, you know, talking about, oh, well, you know, it's so cold. Global warming is a myth and it doesn't exist. And I'm like, no, you idiot. Did you see the Boris report today? The what? The Boris report. Andy Boris, he's a comedian. Uh, His column today was major storm causes rash of injuries from people who point this out as an example of global warming not exist and everybody else punching them in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been the punching in the face person because climate change, yeah, extreme weather you know, they're um, in uh, in Wales and in Western London, uh, Western England, sorry, Western the Western UK. So it's Wales, mm-hmm. Northern Ireland, and the very west coast of, of, of England are getting these ridiculous, like, 27, 30-foot waves from the storm mm-hmm. that left um, the coast of the U.S. and went out to sea. And I'm like, wow, these, like, these big, huge storms um, and we only know what happens here. You know, it's hot. It's like Scandinavia is having record warm. Isn't Australia as well, I believe? Oh, well, it's summer in Australia, and the temperature in Australia, the average temperature has been over 100, pretty much mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, it's extremely warm in uh, in Australia. Um, and, and every summer has been hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. So, um, you know, it's crazy as, like, you know, the day after tomorrow is kind of silly because the science doesn't really work like that. Um, I would like to watch it. Yeah, it's like, I'm the scientist kind of. You know, there are elements, like any other piece of science fiction, there are elements of it. 
that are true, mm-hmm. but not really. Um, not as bad as the sci-fi channel science fiction movies. Sharknado isn't real. Oh, shark! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. although oh, in Canada, they've been having ice quakes and frost quakes in Toronto. Whoa. So if anyone's listening in Toronto, yeah, they've been having these frost quakes. So what's happening is the um, the the ground is freezing so rapidly mm-hmm. in this like Arctic vortex thing that it's literally mm-hmm. causing the earth, like the soil at shallow levels, to crack and gases get um, you know released, and it actually is causing like you know buildings to rumble and sonic booms to happen. It's like really weird. I read about it in the Guardian and then I was like, oh, this has to be some sort of hoax. And uh, then mm-hmm. I looked in the Toronto Star and it's like, yeah. Yeah. Are you so, sure it's not just Godzilla? It could be. It could be Godzilla. You know, they're, they're making a remake of God, Godzilla. I saw the trailer and I saw The Hobbit. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's like, okay. Well, I'm not going to see that. <laughs> I have never not, actually watched a Godzilla movie. Neither have I. Neither have I. Although I have to say, um, you know, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yes, I love the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And I loved Cloverfield, which I guess is sort of yeah. a Godzilla-ish movie. So we were at a New Year's Eve party because we were in Seattle because we thought my daughter was having a baby. And it turned out, mm-hmm. no, she's not. Not yet. <laughs> Hopefully Sunday. <laughs> um, so we came home. But um, while we were there, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's New Year's Eve. What do we do? And so she and her husband said, why don't you come with us to uh, a New Year's Eve party? And I was like, well, we're going to be like the old farts there, <laughs> you know, with all the 20-something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, no, it'll be fun. There'll be people your age, people in their 40s. It'll be fun. And... Um, I said, okay. She says, yeah, the theme is an 80s slumber party. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So it was really amusing to go there to this party and see what all these 20-somethings thought of the 80s, (laughs) where they were all born Mm -hmm. in the 80s, right? And um, it's right. So we're watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off and, of course, Ghostbusters. Ah, I love Ghostbusters. One of my favorite movies of all time. One of my ass. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, It's great. And, you know, Harold, I'm going to, like, brag for a second. Harold Ramis belongs to my Mm -hmm. synagogue. He belongs to our synagogue. Oh. We go to the same synagogue. I've never met him because he hasn't been Mm -hmm. there when we've been there. But that's kind of a Mm -hmm. cool thing. Um, Yeah, Absolutely. And and we don't live in Los Angeles. You know, if we lived in L.A., I mean, we could belong to the same synagogue as Steven Spielberg. But, everybody? Um, I was going to say everybody? Yeah, right, exactly, everybody. And and they all go to Valley Beth Shalom, so, in, in Beverly Hills. Um, not Valley Beth Shalom, sorry. Is it Valley Beth Shalom? I don't know, whatever it is in Hollywood. Um, and, but, so we live, we live in Chicago area. So it's actually quite unusual for us to um, have Hollywood folk in our in our neck of the woods. So, anyway, 
So we haven't talked uh, about yeah, once upon a time. Yeah, sorry. Once upon a time. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about once upon a time. I was just saying, yeah, I'm not Jewish, so I don't get all the fun connections. I'm just one of those, you know, no Roman Catholic turned atheist. I have no no connections whatsoever. None. I wish <laughs> I could say I did, but I don't. You know, it's kind of fun to to, uh, but there's no, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. My only claim to fame is when my cousin, who lives in the L.A. area, um, started out his career out there working for Warner Brothers, and uh, mm-hmm. he played basketball with, um, oh, who was it? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. He played basketball with Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. There was somebody else he played basketball with who was on ER. Um, George Clooney? Yeah. No, it wasn't George Clooney. <laughs> I, it wasn't George Clooney. It was somebody else who was taller. I don't remember. Anyway, it was somebody. But, but yeah, he played basketball with Jerry Seinfeld. I think he knew Jerry Seinfeld. And then he was working for DreamWorks, and now he doesn't. So that's about as close as I get to Hollywood. Well, well that's relationship not, with Jane. Yeah, I well, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, a non-professional. I mean, a, you know, a, not non-professional, a outside of work. You know, yeah, I have relationship uh, with Jane Espenson. I have relationship with Dean Haglund. And I have relationships with, I mean, with, with lots of people um, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Just they're all professional relationships. So yeah. we don't hang out. Um Anyway. I just imagine you and Jane, you know. Yeah, hanging out over Starbucks at Comic Con. <laughs> could be, could be, could be. Absolutely. So let's well, talk so a little. If you did, you couldn't tell us anyway. So. What? I'm sorry. I said if you did do that, you couldn't really tell us anyway. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I have a text. I've texted with her. <laughs> So, but again, in a mm. professional capacity. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about Once Upon a Time. This has been fun talking about like everything else um, on TV. Uh, not everything else on TV, but many things on TV. Um, oh, by the way, looking forward, by the way, to the revolution, to revolution coming back on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um. And it looks good. I've seen photos. I've not seen the episode yet, but I've seen uh, NBC sent me the photos. Um, and they look, looks like a pretty good episode. Air, I've seen, there was a picture of Aaron, so he's there. I thought the episode was already posted. Huh? Maybe I was looking at some. I thought I thought the episode was posted, but maybe I was looking at something else. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe I just didn't see it. It's yeah, possible. I don't know. I, that NBC press site confuses me sometimes. <laughs> it it loads pretty slow. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um. Anyway, so do you want to talk about Once Upon a Time for a few minutes, and then we can maybe I know you like this is past your bedtime already. It is. Um, it is. I'm getting sleepy. So let's talk about Once Upon a Time for a few minutes, and then we'll call an end to the show. Okay. It's still sort of winter break ish. And very cold here, and my feet are really cold. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, our heater's just not keeping up with the with the cold. I'm actually shocked that our furnace, our house, is 72 degrees. 
Oh. And and it's sad. Our house, I'm living in an older unit, and the landlord doesn't take good care of it, and it leaks like crazy. So, the only part problem with our house is that I have a two story foyer. So you come into the door; it's on the north side of the house. So you come into the house, mm-hmm. and I've got this two story foyer that goes up. You know, it's like 24 foot ceiling, and right above the front mm-hmm. door, the big, gigantic, eight foot tall window. And it is, is just, awesome, except for this. <laughs> it is awesome, except when it's really cold out. Um, yeah. So I've got a little, like, a not a space heater. It's, I suppose it is. A, it's like one of those sharper image, fancy Dyson. Oh, it's like a Dyson space heater that doesn't actually mm-hmm. get hot. I'm not entirely sure how it works, but it doesn't actually get hot, but it makes the room warm. So who knows? Anyway. So let's talk a little bit about Once Upon a Time. Um, it comes back in March. Um, mm-hmm. I've been, you know, yeah, I've been going back. Have you seen back. the premiere yet? No. Have I seen what? The premiere yet? Oh, have yet? I seen oh, the joking. mid-season premiere yet? No. No, it hasn't been posted. In fact, there isn't even a press release posted yet. No, so, no, there's nothing. There's nothing. Um, so... Oh, no. I mean, we've got, you know, we've got the Wicked Witch. We've got Rapunzel. Um, I just, you know, and and people are really excited about it, and I'm really, really glad that people are excited about, you know, this new character and that new character. I kind of shudder a little bit when they keep adding new characters to this, and maybe Mm -hmm. it's just because I think there's more to mine than the characters they already have. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. Are you excited about the new characters? Um, I don't know. I kind of reserve judgment. I I try to hear as little as possible until the episode's posted and I can actually watch it. Uh, So, I mean, I heard about the Wicked Witch. That was impossible to miss, but I had not heard about Rapunzel yet. I'm just trying to stay blind to anything like that. No, it's okay. I just don't just don't follow that stuff just because I I want to be surprised. Yeah. I feel like we've moved into an age where so much gets spoiled before you get surprised. And well, there's and, an opportunity, and, I try to. And one of the things I really tried um, this season was not to be spoiled. And um, mm-hmm. I learned that when I was covering House. And, you know, people would say, oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. There's this spoiler and there's that spoiler. And you know what? It ruins the episode. It ruins it. Yes. It, it ruins it with elevated expectations and um, or expectations for something that you know isn't going to happen. So um, I've I just, you know, with, with Once Upon a Time, I've been really good about staying reasonably unspoiled until I get a chance to actually see the episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that when they post the previews, you know, the, those clips, they're almost always from the very beginning of the episode. So... Yeah, it's gotten better. I mean, they used to... I know there was a time when Lost was still on the air that they would put things in the trailers for Lost and Grey's Anatomy and Desperate Housewives at the end of the previous episode that spoiled twists upcoming. And so I just yeah. stopped watching those all together. Yeah. Well, well the last part of time has been pretty good about it. Um, and not giving stuff away. Even their, even the pictures they release, um, the episode, mm-hmm. 
pictures they release don't really give a lot away um, about the main storyline. So they're not real, although there have been some times where things have been fairly spoilery in the pictures. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. So I've been thinking more, too, about um, about whether Rumpel's really dead. No, of course not. He's not. No. I can't believe he is. I, you know, I've been thinking about this. And, you know, I adore the character. I adore Mm -hmm. Rumpel. He's had such a great story arc, probably better than any of the other characters. He's had a complete Mm -hmm. story arc. He's had a complete journey. And either Mm -hmm. he's gone, not that we wouldn't see him in flashback, you know, in the flashback sequences. Either he's gone or he's going to be relegated. They're not going to send him on another amazing character journey. I mean, I suppose they could. Well, yeah, I mean, part of me was really hoping that he was gone just because it was a great ending for him. And you're right, it was a combination of his arcs. But then on the other hand, I would really like to see him come back with the Dark One gone and do something completely different with the role. Oh, I would too. And I think that would be wonderful if that happened, where he comes back yeah. and the Dark One is gone. That was the undoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and without him being dead. But how would he not be dead? I mean, I know. you know... <laughs> You know, how would he not be dead? I mean, when he killed the Dark One to become the Dark One, the mm-hmm. other guy was dead. I mean, he killed him. Was he? That's what the we other dark thought one. we saw. Hmm? Well, yeah. So that's what we he, thought we saw. Oh, so you think I maybe mean, he's not? That character wasn't important. That character wasn't important enough for us to, you know, ever follow up with. So, so yeah, you think there's they'll... always a chance. There's always a chance he could still be alive, or I would say more likely if they decide to bring Rumpel back, it'll be under some special circumstances that wouldn't apply to any other dark one. Right, or someone brings him back, like maybe the Blue Fairy. Yeah. Well, the oh, Blue Fairy. Wouldn't Belle, that be interesting? Uh, Neil. Yeah, Neil. I'd say Belle would be more likely. I feel like Neil could let him go. Lancelot. But I would really like to see Rumpel actually be a a true good guy for a little bit. Although then you run the risk of making his character boring and we don't want that. Yeah. I mean, he becomes a good guy and, and how that's, that's uninteresting. But what if he, I mean, but what if he's a good guy when they need him to be a bad guy? Like now he's all healed and happy and whatever, but now they need the dark one to save them. But he's not the dark one anymore. Right. Right. So how does he grapple? And then with that? he, right? But they're looking to him. For, to him. So he has that to look within cool. him. So he has to look within himself to find that strength. Mm-hmm. And Belle is that strength. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's an interesting idea. I, don't know. I think there's some. Yeah, I, I don't know that that show's really delivered the complexity well enough for me to be optimistic that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but well, see, that's I think the that thing. would be really cool. He's been probably the most complex character in the entire show. For sure. 
for sure. Um, Although I, I really love Regina too, but yes. I do too, but even counting Regina, um, Regina's character is not, yeah, she's got emotional layers, but she's not a complex character. She's not really no, complex. Not the way he is. He's a really three-dimensional, uncartoon, well-written, well-drawn, full character. And I worry that he's gone through this beautiful character arc that's taken him mm-hmm. from his beginnings through the Dark One and finally lets him be the hero on his own terms. I mean, he really mm-hmm. is the hero of the piece, which yeah. I've always said. I've always said he's the hero so of the piece. So leave him dead to protect the character. Yeah, I mean, I think that would protect the character. Bring him back, and I, then do you, do you sort of you know, destroy that or subvert that heroism? Do you, do you subvert that journey in some way by, mm-hmm. um, by bringing him back? And you know me. I mean, he's like, by far and away, he's my favorite character on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I adore Robert Carlyle. And I just worry about what they're going to, where they can go with him. I'm not, I'm not worried that Carlisle cannot rise to make whatever they give him wonderful, but I wonder if he also would become fairly bored playing a straightforward character. Mm -hmm. As much fun as that can be. Um, You know, I mean, there's still a lot of his life is the dark one. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, maybe that's what they'll explore. Um, but if he's you know, gone, the show needs someone else to fill that role. If he's gone, I... Or a brand new character. If he's gone, they're going to be very yeah. hard-pressed to find someone to replace him. He's such a I popular... I feel like they could do... I, I, yeah, I feel like they could make the Blue Fairy fill a similar role yeah. in a different way, but I don't, but I don't know if that, or they'd have to bring in a completely new character because she's the only one I currently see in the cast that could possibly do it. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that there are a lot of Carlisle fans out there who would just mm-hmm. stop watching the show. That's probably so I true. I think that if the, he is gone, um, I think the show is going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't think it can I don't think it can stand up under the weight of the storytelling it has now. Um because he just his character and his storyline added enough nuance and richness um that I think it it gave people who were looking for something more serious to really enjoy. But you have all these really two-dimensional characters. You have all these cartoon characters, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they can so make you're more. Saying, though, you're saying, though, that if he's gone, the show's dead. If he comes back, the show's dead. So are you saying the show's dead? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, I know, I but I'm just that. saying. Yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, the possibilities are discussed with Rumpel. That's kind of the conclusion that you're like, I, I wouldn't want to say that, but maybe it is. I, maybe the best yeah. theories are behind them. Yeah, I mean, you can see from the numbers. I mean, 
yeah, their their numbers, you know, with the DVR plus sevens are good, um, but they're not what they were. Um, yeah, but I think for syndication purposes, they'll get at least one more season after this. Oh yeah, most shows don't so. end after three seasons. If they make it past two, they go to four or five. And they're and they're built in, um, totally built in uh, Disney advertisements. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah, know. And if I they mean, get desperate, they just bring in a bunch of Star Wars stuff, and then it, you know. Haha, <laughs> they could. They totally could. Mm-hmm. The Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, I don't, you know, I think that they, if they bring, if they bring Rumpel back, they can, I think there are conditions under which this, it could stay good. Um, with mm-hmm. Rumpel gone, they just don't have a great anchor store. I mean, they don't, they don't have a great anchor character. Regina is great. I love Regina's character. I agree with you. But they've not made her, I mean, they really didn't take the opportunity during the first part of the season to give her much to chew on. Um, And the same thing with Snow White, who, I mean, Jennifer Goodwin is pregnant. I mean, how are they going to deal with that? That'll be interesting. Well, they'll just make her character pregnant. There's a significant time jump between the two halves of the season, and then they can just come back and she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And they already planted that seed. Yeah. Right, back in Neverland, they want babies. Well, and, and it wasn't just like uh, out of the blue planet either. If you look back, that's something that feels very natural from our character from the beginning. Oh, it totally would. It would make total sense. And it would build some conflict because how is mm-hmm. Emma going to feel about that? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the jealous 30-year-old daughter. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, who is who is denied her own childhood? She's still carrying mm-hmm. some of that baggage. Oh, absolutely. So there, there is possible. You know, that's possible. Um, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I'm always looking for, you know, new um, new little tidbits. Um, ooh, I just got an email saying I made my last car payment. Yay. Um, Yay. That's always really exciting. Three-year loan, my 2011 um, nice. Hyundai. Done. Um, so anyway, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what tidbits come our way over the next couple of months. That is only two mm-hmm. months until the show comes back. And um, we'll see. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to end it. I'm really cold. It is so cold here. And <laughs> I think it's time for me to put some slippers on and get some tea. And uh, mm-hmm. so, so what's the temperature in Ohio? Um, when I last checked this evening, it was zero or negative one, but the real feel was negative 29. Wow. And that's really unusual for Ohio, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's the coldest we've been in, like, since they kept records. I think there was, like, 25 or 30 years ago, we got about the same, but. Yeah, yeah, we had one of those about, the two, coldest ever. about two decades ago. We had a really cold um, temperature. It's now minus 11 here, mm. and the wind chill is minus 41. Yep. Yeah. 
And even in Atlanta, they're having single digits. My poor son who rides his bicycle to work every day in Athens. Oh, my gosh. So we're what? now currently negative seven. We're now currently negative seven for real. Not You're counting negative the seven. Wind chill. Okay. Not oh. counting the wind chill. Oh, yeah. We're negative 13, not counting the wind chill. Negative 37, counting uh, the wind chill. I can't see on this app. I need my, I need my uh, phone app that I'm on to actually see what the wind chill is. Okay. But I'm not so, on your computer. But, the, the, so, yeah, yeah, at least yeah, it's below zero. <laughs> so everybody, please stay warm. And hopefully mm-hmm. by next Monday. Now I, depending on um, depending on the status of my daughter and her impending birth of her daughter mm-hmm. of her son, um, I may need to cancel next week's show. So I will. So so make sure that you follow my Twitter feed at b underscore Barnett, and I will keep you guys updated because I may end up canceling next week depending on where we are with uh, Operation uh, Baby. So You're not going to do a live live broadcast from the delivery room? Barbara? I don't think my daughter would really appreciate that. We are going to do a... Uh, big numbers, big listener I would, I would. Um, <laughs> we are going to have like a, uh, a private Google Hangout, though, mm. because I'm going to be the only one there, and everyone else is going to not mm-hmm. come until after the baby's born. Um, but uh, I get to be there. I get to be there because uh, I'm mom oh. of the mom. Of course. And she, she wants me. She wants her mommy. So um, oh. so we will be doing a Google Hangout, but it will be private. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Only you and Jane? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Josh would really be excited about that because she is a huge Buffy fan. Huge, huge Buffy fan. So yes, she would enjoy that, I'm sure. But no. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I will, uh, will I'll check, touch base with you later in the week or early next week. I always and follow your Twitter, so that's true, and I follow yours. And they can follow you at Jerome Wetzel TV, all one word, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, happy new year and stay warm. Yeah, you too. Okay. Bye everyone. See ya hopefully next week. Bye.